Welcome to Feel Feelings with Danny and George, the show that talks about feelings and the things that make you feel them. Anyway, we can't start there. Hi, George. <laughs> hey. I, I don't know if we should introduce her. I don't know what's happening to my other computer. As you can see, it's a freeze frame. Yeah, you're, just, you're not moving. It, it just turned off. It decided... Okay. You know what? We're not gonna let anybody see Dan in motion today. So, That's you right. know, whatever. We don't use the video anyway. He's wearing a super optimistic Eagles hat. This uh, this <laughs> hat lights up, and I would show you if it would let me show you. <laughs> Eddie's gone. Oh, there he goes. It's gone. <laughs> oh, and I say gone. he because that was the version of me like ten minutes ago when the computer friend. <laughs> anyway, but we're, but we're here, and we're here with very special guest, uh, Rachel Peters. Rachel Peters. Yeah, welcome Hi. back, Rachel. Thanks. I'm happy to be back. I'm what's, in a new place. What's up? What's new? New place. Yeah. Uh, I got a dog somewhere around here. Love your. See uh, the cat. Is the it, cat is, it... is still there. Cat's big. He's over I, there. He's, yeah. He's old now. My he's my old. cat is currently hiding behind me in my laundry. Otherwise, I would show you. Yeah. <laughs> oh I just know God. she's there because she's purring, but she's under the laundry. <laughs> And Big and the dog get along, which is great. He's just old now. And so, like, this is what he does. He sits in a corner. Yeah, that's what I want to do. Yeah, all the time. Oh, oh God, today especially. Yeah. I, I've become a, a person who walks a lot. And <laughs> You're so close to being a run boy like me. I'm, I'm, I'm like, teetering on run boy. Oh, wait. Wait, it's... you run? Yeah. George does now, yeah. For the internet. George shows off. He brags about it. I, I post on Strava and then I repost it on Instagram as Project Run Boy. And every once in a while, other male comedians that run go, I'm so fucking proud of you, bro. <laughs> I've never said that. <laughs> no one has ever said about that to anything. me. And Are you I a run runs? all the time. Yeah, I run post all the time. Runs. Post run. I... Be a run boy. Run boy knows no gender. <laughs> run boy. I'll be a run boy. I love run boy. Are you Hell kidding? Yeah. I feel like it What's might actually your... take off if you start doing it. <laughs> what's your what's your mile um um my longest run actually this is a story we can tell on the show uh go for because it it's a it's an emotional roller coaster so last week i was in pensacola and there's a big bridge in pensacola um other than that nothing much in pensacola um so wait you're telling me that that map i saw was actually a thing you did yeah because it, it looked like because i i've used strava for a couple weeks now and it looked like one of those where Oops, I forgot to stop it before I drove somewhere. And then nope. I was like, you you are so fast. I'm like, no, I was, I'm not. I'm not yeah, no, no, no. It's still like an 11 minute run because I was like shaking because there's high parts on that bridge. Um, oh, really? Yeah. But no, it's a it's a three mile one way, three mile back bridge. Um, And then it was like three miles from my hotel to the bridge. So I did like nine miles. Oh, uh, my God. That was my wow. longest one. But I'd say my average is more like, I don't know, 10 minute mile. That's nice. Yeah. That's, that's yeah, nice. That's easy. Yeah. Yeah. Right. You're not trying to break break any records. You're just like, let yeah. me get a run in. Not yet. Yeah. All my shoes I... make that squash noise when I run, so it's like <laughs> I can't. I can't run fast. It's smooth. It's just. Uh... Oh no. <laughs> yeah, I got like I a half a... hour mile right now. That's good. <laughs> that's good. 
Um, I'm hitting a, a between nine and ten. This is such a runner conversation. Too. Really Anytime is. you find out somebody runs, you'll wait. What's your mile, dude? Yeah. <laughs> what's your mile, bro? Yeah. Uh, Quantify Neil... this for me. <laughs> I also I love talking shoes too. That's been like my new obsession lately. So uh, what what are you run in? What's the brand of shoe you run in? D. They're like D something. Hold on. I got them for Christmas. My dad bought me new running shoes. They were expensive. That's why I was like, get them for me for Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and I think they're like. They're called like D something DCs on. I will find it because like they're really good shoes. They have a really bouncy sole. And uh, I have a bouncy sole. That's you do. I've always said that about you. you (laughs) (laughs) Damn it. Uh, And like, yeah, they're phenomenal. I'm going to give them a plug right now. And they are on cloud surfer. They're called on cloud surfer. Yeah, those. Those are cool. I've never heard of that one. Oh, no, Dan, you'll like those. They're like. They're cool looking. Yeah, they got like little holes in the sole, so you mm-hmm. feel like extra. I also like, have holes in my sole. It's a bouncy sole <laughs> with a lot of problems. With a lot of holes in it. <laughs> His sole looks a, like my roof. He's uh, a broken sole, but he's trying to bend. <laughs> oh, no, not your yeah. roof. Um, uh, so, yeah, but it got emotional at the end of the run uh, because uh, I'm still processing this, so we're just going to open up the episode with this. I found another dog. That was like curled up in the corner of like the pedestrian crossing of this bridge. And it was oh, no. like, yeah. So I picked up the the dog and I started walking with it. And it was like, I sat with it for a while. No one was picking up the phone. I called 911. They were like, that's not your job. Then I called, <laughs> then I called uh, they, they transferred me to like the police department. And they were like, so this is, uh, does it have a gun? Uh, and I was like, no, it's a dog. Please help this dog. No, it's a dog, but it is Florida. Like, so yes. we can, yeah, we can send you to EMS. EMS then sent me to animal control. And I was like, the dog doesn't need to be controlled. The dog needs to be brought to a shelter. Um, and then they just never showed up. So I sat next to this shivering dog for 20 minutes. Then I picked up the dog. Then I started walking the three miles back to my uh, hotel that does not allow dogs. Uh, and then it was like so cold and shivering and weak that I was like, okay, I need a second. And so like I went to this park. And I put the dog down a second just to get my bearings of where I was on my phone. Dog was fine. Took off running. <laughs> so I chased the dog. Dog winds up next to. Um... Is this all logged in your Strava? No. I, that's the thing, too, is that once I cross that threshold, I was like, cool. Once I get to, like, the pedestrian crossing, I'll stop running. And then I'll, like, walk home. But I'll log it on Strava to get them. Because, like, on Strava, you can add how many miles your shoes have so you know when like it's time to replace your shoes oh uh so i was and i try to keep on top of it because i i have really terrible feet so any excuse to buy shoes um so i i i, I wound up chasing the dog and i had to like step away and be like okay the dog will be found here i can't because the dog's just going to keep running if i keep chasing the dog and i don't want it to run into traffic um so i chased it to the ice hockey rink that i had to go to for work all the time this week where there's lots of like little spots for it to hide and bushes to stay like warm and stuff so like i felt terrible like i spent the i didn't go to sleep until like four in the morning only through the help of cough syrup because i still have a cold like i was miserable because i was like this dog is somewhere out there uh and casey was prepared to just be like yeah bring it home i know you're in florida but bring the dog home yeah walk Uh, it home put it on your strava account it's gonna be dog if you're out there uh i i hope i hope you have found help i i wish i wish i could have been the one to help 
as much as I did, but I got you off of a bridge, the longest <laughs> bridge ever. Probably went so. straight back there. It's like, that was fun. I want to go meet the next runner who's going to chase me around <laughs> Pensacola. No. This dog, is this dog's safe. grift. This dog gets yeah. people, it's unsuspecting runners <laughs> to carry him somewhere. Yeah. Yeah. In and the movie where you can hear the dog talking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> And it was a. It looked like a dog that would talk. It was like a little kind of Jack Russell Terry had like a little tuft of hair. It had a collar, but no identification on it, which made yeah. me think it was, a, yeah, very much in the arms of the angels. <laughs> uh, and by the angels, I mean uh, the the. I think they're called the Ice Rockets, the Pensacola Minor League sure. Hockey Team, the Pensacola Ice Rockets. Yeah, Woo! go team. That it feels perverted for some reason i don't know yeah. why <laughs> the ice boners uh the ice oh yeah i guess like the ice rocket sounds like a polar bear's boner polar bear's boner yeah <laughs> ice well, there's the there's the dog the red rocket and then there's the polar bear the ice rocket <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah that was my trip to pensacola but that, I, i'm sorry i took up so much time talking about this dog that i think about every day before i go to sleep uh, I um, see a tear in your eye. I don't know if that's tough. just the light. <laughs> I just hard. wanted was... to help. And I yelled at this dog and uh, as like a no, 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 no. Uh, <laughs> and then the dog was like, why are you yelling at me? No, I'm definitely not coming back. And then I <laughs> had to chase the dog around Pensacola to get it to a place where I have to just step away and be like, I don't believe in a God, but it's in the universe's hands now. <laughs> <laughs> the God of Pensacola. Uh, the god of Pensacola is on Ludes. I don't know how he got him, but he, he has him. Made his own. He's on Ludes. Found the He's got a Mountain Dew and a gun. <laughs> it's Very actually true. the same thing. It's a Mountain Dew gun. <laughs> it's a Mountain Dew gun. Branded content. So, shoot Baja, with your blast mouth. your brains out. So, so Rachel, I'm, I'm realizing now that we didn't give you the rundown of how things have changed since last time you were here. Oh, yeah. No. We we do a lightning round now, which is a we go go through the six basic emotions, which are sadness, joy, anger, disgust, fear, and surprise. And we'll ask you each one at a time, and okay. just you know, quick answer. And then when we're okay. done asking all six, we'll talk about the ones that kind of jump out. Okay. All right. Are you ready to do that? Yeah. All I right. just answer like I just go, but yeah. Okay. Yeah, and if you want to like expound on it a little bit, that's fine. But like, we'll talk more about it after we do all of them. Okay. Cool. All right. What makes you feel disgust? Eye boogers. Ooh. That was I, it was a fast answer. I know that's well, the assignment, the, but the second you said it, I immediately thought eye boogers. Also, I'm like And then you touched your eye. So you're like, <laughs> do I have them? <laughs> I didn't wash my face. So I have like I like I'm kind of like anal uh, uh, uh an anal like get readier for things and so like the things I do is I always brush my teeth I always wash my face and I always do my hair I didn't have a lot Weird. of time today so all I did was do my hair and I feel so gross still so eye boogers what They're makes disgusting. you feel joy oh the morning walk with my dog nice start what? to the day it's cold so I just wake up quick uh and I don't mind picking up her poop because I love her. <laughs> Extend that out to all living creatures. <laughs> what makes you feel surprised? Uh, this These questions. <laughs> I, I, I love uh, them. I like the theme of them. 
And I was surprised when I didn't know what the six uh, base emotions were. I was an they, acting major. I should know what feelings are. They're <laughs> very similar to those in that one movie that, that Pixar put out that we refuse to uh, accept any affiliation with. Is it a bad movie or is it just too much? It's a fine movie. It's that, Disney. Uh, we'll get sued. We're unaffiliated. <laughs> we're unaffiliated. Oh, okay. The House of Mouse cannot get to us. Or Unrelated. any rodent. Yeah. <laughs> this one. No! <laughs> that is still a great shirt. Oh, yeah. If you can't tell, it says Guantanamo Bay. Oh, I love that. So it's from the Guantanamo Bay Disney store. Very real place and a very real thing. Anyway, what makes you feel fear? Oh, the Guantanamo um, Bay Disney store. Guantanamo yeah. Bay Disney. Just the general ex- existential fear that, like, <laughs> yep, still capitalism made it there. Yeah, <laughs> that's oh, that is scary. Uh, what makes me feel fear? Uh, people standing behind me in the street or on the subway. What makes I, you feel anger? Oh. In, oh wow this is a hard one oh i guess people people who uh say they're just being real but they're really just being rude they're just like i'm just being real i'm not being fake and they're just being assholes and it's like no you you can be civil and not be a, a, a ass Ugh. This, this will link me to a long story about we a will, real piece. Of we shit. will definitely come back to that one. The, <laughs> the last of, one before I'm we do. I'm thinking of one person in particular that yeah. we can't talk about on, on <laughs> audio, but like oh. they do this a lot. <laughs> I, so, I got real quick, somebody... last one, and then we're going to come right okay. back to it. Okay. What makes you feel sadness? Um, this, this might get too real. The fact that everybody in my family lives so far away. Oh. Yeah. Where, where are you from? Where's everybody in your family from? So I'm originally from Washington, D.C. My dad still lives there. That's okay. a bit of a trip. It's not crazy. It was a bit of one. And then I got uh, the closest family is in Delaware. And I got some in like middle and southern. But that's still a bit of a trip. But then my yeah. mom lives in Panama. Wow. Yeah. And my sister lives in Alaska. So oh, like, wow. it takes a like. I don't really remember. I mean, I remember the last time my entire family got together, but it was a little awkward because my parents are divorced Mm -hmm. and my mom brought her entire family to lunch with my dad and my sister and I, and it was just supposed to be like the four of us. And it turned into like a giant thing. And then the table consciously or unconsciously separated into dad's (laughs) side and mom's side. Mm -hmm. And they're very different because my dad is like, kind of waspy and bougie and a little like more reserved and my mom's family is like loud and cuban and like <laughs> having to pay attention to both sides like yes absolutely i was thinking the merlot would be nice wait what did she say no absolutely <laughs> you know. it's a, you know i have a very similar dynamic with my family we're like you know my parents are divorced as well and when they get together it's not that like they do a very good job of faking it uh, <laughs> I think yeah. it's a fair way to do it, like the as, out of respect for me. Yeah, they like, were they were very civil at the wedding. The couple times I saw them interact, yeah. yeah. Uh, but then you know things happen, snide comments happen, people go retreat to their safety zones. It's it's genuinely like a, a boxing match of my 
anxiety where it's like, like i don't <laughs> even know if they're talking to each other but as soon as i see them retreat back to the tables it's like oh i can't do it boss i got i can't see i can't see uh, it's, oh, like, it's like they're playing capture the flag that as soon as they cross over they're in danger they're like yeah. oh no they can get me over here and then run back to you i'm safe i'm good yeah no oh it's it's tough it's tough um, i like my my mom out of the two between my mom and my dad my mom is the shit talker which is really unfortunate because she's so fun at it that like <laughs> i want to engage but like i kind of can't because it's like because then i have to still like you know enforce that boundary of like yo i'm happy to talk shit about anybody on this side of the family because i know the intentions are good yeah i can't talk i can't engage in this one and she'll be yeah. like I know you love your father. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you How know what? I'm going to go out on a limb here and say, you did do at one point. <laughs> yeah, right. At least uh, for a night of passion. Just relax, yeah, well, my- mom. <laughs> See, what's annoying is that I could say that and she'd be like, well, it wasn't that good. And I'll be like, don't, no, I don't need to know this either. Too far. Stop it. <laughs> I'm going to head out. My yeah, my mom is uh she's not great with boundaries. And like I you know what's the thing is, you know how it's like you choose your battles with your parents? Mm-hmm. I just choose my boundaries. My mom and I don't have battles, but we have boundaries. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna enforce the no shit talking uh boundary, but I'll allow the weird telling me too much about how horny you are now that you're 66 boundaries. <laughs> I like that the boundaries with your mother are like an ever-evolving African country that has border disputes all the goddamn time. It's just like the the amount of times I've looked at maps and being like, I don't even know that was a country in Africa. And I was like, it was for about six weeks. And that's, that's, that's the boundary. Yeah. That's exactly how it happens. It's it's disputed area somewhere between Nigeria and wherever. And Angola or whatever. Yeah. So And then my dad, it's pretty easy because my dad doesn't engage in shit talking, but will let you shit talk. So it's like, nice. It's more like venting. Mm -hmm. So I'll be talking to my dad and I'll be like, Jesus, like, you know, mom was just, yeah. And he'll be like, I know, but like, doesn't (laughs) rebuttal. And I'm like, oh, this is the right amount. This is the good boundary. (laughs) That's how I do shit talk. I love inviting the conversation to start. And then I just sit back and I'm like, this is great. (laughs) unload everything in front of me uh i'm not gonna pick any of it up but i like that it's sitting there (laughs) this is great (laughs) i've been trying to practice the uh the art of asking if it's okay to do some shit talking like i had a friend say some stupid shit on facebook i won't get into it in case they're listening but they said (laughs) something and then i went to a group chat that it's like me and my three like guy friends from college and i went hey can we like lightly shit talk with all due respect? Like all, you know, there's love, but like, I need to just explain. And they're like, yeah, no, absolutely. Like all three of them are like, yes, please. It, it kind of ties to uh, the the anger answer. But for, for me, I always get very annoyed with people when they feel like they have to prefer, preface shit talk with like, I love them to death, but mm-hmm. it's like, no, I know. Like, yeah. I understand that you have like one negative thing to say about somebody doesn't mean that you hate them. Like would it's you, totally would fine. You, would you argue that like shit talk has to come with love? Like, like this, sh- I mean, sometimes, yeah, but sometimes it is just like this person's an asshole. But what I mean, yeah. like if you have to request the, the shit talk, like, I don't know. I feel like there's gotta be a, a love for that person there. So it's sort of an unwritten thing when you start doing it. Cause you want better for them. You want them to be 
the better person in that. So yeah, you're shit talking well, to like inform like no, don't do this. That's crazy. <laughs> right. Yeah. Or like shit talking to like vent about like this is just this person but like why they got to do that you know there was like a really interesting diagram once that i saw it's like shit talking venting uh and then there were two others that were like kind of a little more um dubious but like the difference between like shit talking and venting is like when you're venting it's like you're shit talking to somebody you don't know very well so you're a little more like hesitant you're a little more like reserved with what you're saying and then Shit talking is you're talking with a friend who knows this person. And so it's like way more unedited because like they know, they know the thing. And like, there's a thing that happens. I don't know in the lady world where like before you shit talk, especially like in the South or like in my family, I love her. To, the I love her to death means I'm about to rip this woman a new ass. Oh yeah. Yes. Yeah. Eviscerate this person. <laughs> I love her to death, but. She has a heinous haircut or whatever yeah. the fuck. Right, you know. And it's, uh, never, it's never like, I know, I love her to death, but what a racist. Like, it's just, <laughs> it's never like high stakes. It's always just like, that color is not good on her. Yeah, or like, oh my God, her boyfriend is really ugly. <laughs> That's a big one in the family. Everybody, my family is really vain considering they all live in Southern Delaware. But like <laughs> the mecca of culture. <laughs> yeah, right. But they always like will comment on how attractive or unattractive people significant others are because we're all gorgeous, obviously. Not the case. We are all <laughs> Delaware eight, New York two. Like you know what I mean? I mean but Delaware like, eight is something in Delaware. Yeah. That's hey. I Just don't hey. move out of Delaware. You got a trophy wife. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, there's a reason that three out of my four cousins are married. Because uh, they're all Delaware. To, to honestly, Delawareans. <laughs> Delaware tens, honestly. Delaware dimes? You're they're from Delaware, 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 Delaware dimes? Wow. I come from a wow. long line of Delaware dimes. <laughs> I will spend the rest of the day trying to come up with a blue hens pun for this, and it's not going to happen. But when it does, <laughs> I'll message babes. both of you. Blue hen babes. Okay. There you go. Uh, all right, let's let's move on to the... Um, to the being real thing because yeah. this is oh, I'm just yeah. I'm just being real just being honest it's no, like, you're not. No, you're not you're being an asshole <laughs> but see that's the thing if you're just being honest great but you don't seem to want to be honest about anything yeah. good yeah. Like, and, wow and the good stuff is also true so why aren't you talking about that honestly if you want to be honest they kind of have to ask you to be honest you should not be giving unsolicited honest advice yeah i do not appreciate unsolicited honesty i yeah. like solicited politeness yeah. so he was actually he was too much of a coward to be fired so i can't even say he was fired uh but there was an old co-worker of mine who just would not do his job would just stand in the kitchen looking at his phone not run any food not do anything and then people wouldn't like him and then we would be like, he's such an asshole. And he would hear us say he's an asshole. And he's like, I'm not an asshole. I'm just being honest. And I'm like, no, you're not. You're not at all. Being We're asshole. being honest what? with you. <laughs> yeah. We're being honest with you. We're saying you should do your job. And you're going, okay. <laughs> like, I wish. And, like, the thing is, we gave him every single chance. Like, one of the kindest, nicest people in the world took him aside one day and was like, hey, man, 
what is this about? Why do you, why are you so rude to people? Why do you run into people? He would like run into people and bump into them and tell them to move and yell at people and call them like, stop being dumb. And then he like for two days, he was like, you're right. And then he didn't get invited to somebody's birthday party and the asshole came back and he was just like, invite him to the birthday party. (laughs) Well, he should not be an asshole. (laughs) Yeah. But I do think there's this weird thing in the name of being honest where like people will be completely unedited. Oh yeah. I'm just calling it how I see it. Yeah. And it's like, and then they're like, and then you do the thing back to them, and then they're just like, "What's your problem?" Yeah. What do you mean? I thought this yeah. was the game. I thought yeah. this is what we were doing. Oh, since we're telling the truth. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, I I feel like in comedy, which you know what, maybe it's not for me to say because I've been out of comedy for a while. I do when I can. I'm hoping when I move, I can do it a bit more. But like when I was doing it every day, there were so many people that just wanted to keep it real. And instead, it would be like shit talking someone else's set or telling you how to do your set. And then they'd get up and bomb. <laughs> yeah, but you, you can't you can't punch up their jokes. Yeah. No, 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 no. no. I, I don't you. really need advice. How dare you? And yeah. it's like, I, I uh, come on, man. Where, what makes you think we're in the same boat? Not until not until you're on TV. You have a TV credit. Am I ever going to be like, we're we're different levels like i feel like that's the yeah that's the level is like as soon as you do like a 15 minute spot that is nationally televised not on youtube i'm gonna be like okay we're all on the same fucking boat and we're all getting to the life rafts at the same goddamn time this is not how this works (laughs) i don't mind see this is the thing i don't mind like uh, when somebody I find funny will like throw me a tag if you want, but I what yeah. I, you know that's like different. But like, there was a there was a person that I would talk to about comedy, and they would be like, "Do you want to hear what I have to say? Do you want to hear my criticism? What do you think?" Like, they would do like, "All right, gloves off. What do we think of each other's comedy?" And then he was like, "I don't think you have ends to your jokes," and I was like, "Oh, that's interesting." Because the audience the, seems the joke to. part, you don't yeah. have it. <laughs> Remember that time when they laughed? That was the end. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it just got to the point where, like, I remember we were like, we had been hanging out, we were like friends, and then like, we we started talking about comedy, and we started disagreeing, and it started getting really tense, and I literally went, "Get out!" And he was like, "What?" And I was like, "You have to leave my house. You gotta leave." <laughs> Uh, I want this to be a name names show, but it, it's not. It's, <laughs> it's fine. not. It's a feel feelings show. <laughs> yeah. If this was feel- name names, we would be a lot more popular on the Internet. Probably. <laughs> the number of things we've sort of brought up on this show. Oh, yeah. We can't wait <laughs> like, for break for us to just name these fucking names. Oh yeah, that's where the, that's where the real show starts is when oh, no yeah. one else can listen. We need to feel feelings <laughs> after hours. <laughs> Yo, feel feelings after hours is just name names. That's who knows. Yeah. You name guys names. can start a patreon called name names <laughs> i love this who idea. knows yeah but Dan, yeah, if there's a yeah. spot left at bach do you want to go in on it we'll just build a studio there and that's where we can do feel feelings and name names <laughs> yes absolutely <laughs> but and yeah i mean with comedy too i think i respect people more 
I get like I can't stand when people try to give me notes. I hate it. But I respect it more than people talking shit off stage and getting on stage and bombing. Yeah. <laughs> I do. Because at love least it, you though. have the courage to talk. <laughs> oh, I hate it. Can't stand ideally it's the worst, but I kind of love it. I love watching <laughs> hubris at its worst. <laughs> Just like, yeah, ooh, or when they get off stage, going back to them about the notes, like, yo, what were you saying about that uh, that thing you wanted me? You thought that yeah. would be better in my act. Yeah. yeah. Hmm? I actually considered it after seeing you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I try to be now the person who sees, like, like, a mediocre set from somebody, like, usually somebody who I've seen do great. And like, you know, you have those sets sometimes where it's, like, mediocre. And it's like, yeah, that that was. We all know it was mediocre, but, like, I'm not going to tell you why it was mediocre. I'm going to tell you the parts that were good that like stick to these parts, like ride, ride this wave. And if it works, it works. It doesn't, it doesn't, but like, don't get caught up in the fact that like some of it didn't work. It's okay. If some of it didn't work, like here's the good. And it's not like, here's what you could fix. It's here's what you're already doing. Yeah. I think people also, when they like want to like give notes when they don't under, especially at like open mics, like what they don't understand is like, yeah, I'm working on it. Like, don't yeah. tell me what you would do because you're telling me what you would do, not what I should do. And I'm figuring that out. Like, I have a joke that started out as like a five minute story. And I just went on stage and I just told a story. And somebody came up to me after this, after I did it. And they were just like, hey, that was a really, really good uh, set. I think you need to punch it up a little. And I was like, yeah, no shit. It's a story. This is, this is how it starts. <laughs> What I'm do you think an open mic is for? Yeah. An open yeah. mic is for trying jokes and finding jokes. Like, what do nah, you, dude, I'm trying what to do get you think booked. I was doing this whole time? <laughs> I do open Easy mics all. to get booked. Yeah. <laughs> an audition. It's like that. It's a five minute story. I want to see where in the story the like beats are. And then I'm going to cut some of the fat. And then I'm going to see where the beats are again. I'm going to cut some of the fat again, see where the beats are again. Then next thing you know, that five minute story, two minute joke. Yeah, one liner. <laughs> yeah, I have so many liner. story jokes that are like, you know, it. I told it the first time and it it worked because it it has that like new energy that kind of you can put into something that's new. But I I've learned way too many times that that's you can't duplicate that. It's not they're not going to have that the second time, so it has to stand on its own. So I'll just start shuffling the beats of the story around until it becomes a joke, where it's no longer me telling the story. It's just the joke. So like Interesting. There, there's times where open mics, I'll tell the same story and people will be like, I liked it better the other way. And it's like, so did I, but I had to know. <laughs> I yeah. had to find out that I liked it better the other way. Yeah. Oh yeah. Like I've gotten to the point too with like, uh, with like knowing my strengths as like a comic that like, depending on the person that's decided like, oh, th- I'm going to keep it real with you. And I'm like, you can't because you don't do what I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's good too. Like, I think that's really important within comedy to like know your strengths. Like, I feel like for the first five, six years, every comic just tries to figure out how to formulate a joke. And then yeah. around like the six year mark, they're like, oh, I have skills. I have like skill sets. I don't need to yep. be like amazing. Like, this is where I really strive. Where it's like, I mean, I'm trying to think of like a good example of like a comic that you see where you're like, oh, no, he's not going to go. I mean, Verbiglia is good like that, where he's like, he's, he knows where to like hit a mark where it's slightly inappropriate, but it's ne- like it's always PG to PG 13 inappropriate. Yeah. There's always nuance to it. He's not going to get up on stage and do like a full Bill Burr style, like I'm taking down the audience. He knows his strength. 
Uh, yeah. It's just, it takes a while to figure that out. Because if you watch early Burbiglia Comedy Central Presents specials, he's just a frat guy comic. Like, he's just... <laughs> trying shit and With seeing a giant works. bear behind him yeah but it's different because it's on television and you just say how you're not allowed to do this like i was the, i watched scotty central present special and i went wait a second you're not allowed to do the punk rock thing of telling everyone that they can do it they need to work at this and like i could do this set that's not <laughs> fair <laughs> i feel like when you start everybody just copies who their favorite person is and then yeah. eventually they figure out their own voice like I know when I first started, I just liked dirty comics. Like I wasn't even like, I didn't even really know who I was doing, but I think I was like inadvertently doing like Chelsea Handler, Whitney Cummings style mm -hmm. kind of comedy. And then over time I was like, all right, I'm a little more, I'm a little less graceful. I'm a little less smooth. I, uh, you know, let me lean into that a little bit, lean into like the awkwardness a little bit. And then like now seven or so years later, I'm like, oh, okay, this is my identity. And then I find people like Fortune Feimster or like Taylor Tomlinson. And I'm just like, shit, they're doing it better than me. <laughs> God damn I need it. a new me. Who's the new me? <laughs> Who am I, mean, I now? Not to, I, I I know we're mad at her, but uh, uh, in, in this sentence right here, but um, uh, good for Taylor Tomlinson. Getting getting like a full, what is it, CBS show? Yeah, she's a and late she's night our now. age? This is wild. Younger. She is younger than us. <laughs> yeah, George, our age is different. <laughs> we're we're the same age, Dan. Wait, what how you? old are you? I think we're like almost 10 years apart. Me, <laughs> Dan. Yeah, I'm 37. I just turned 37. Yeah, okay. I'm 31, so six years apart. Okay, I'm 30. Yeah, I turned 30 about a year ago. I'm about to turn 31 in a week. Oh, happy birthday. Happy birthday. Thank you. Thank you. It's uh, going to be fun. Yeah, you know what you're not going to get for your birthday? Late what? night television show. Yeah. <laughs> you never know. There's still time. There's wow. still time. Damn, <laughs> He's just being honest. I'm just <laughs> keeping it real. <laughs> I'm just telling it how it is. Should we go to break? Um. Yeah. Sure. Why not? Let's uh spin the wheel and uh, see what we're, see what we're doing in the second half here. It's. I know you just took a bite of your bagel, but it did look like you did a line of cocaine. It really did. I was waiting for the for the the drop to stop to be like, George, what were you doing? Listen, I'm fine. I'm fine. What are we talking about? What are we talking about? What's the emotion? What's the emotion? What are we talking about? What are we talking the about? Emotion I have an idea. Aged. It's aged. Aged? We, we got aged, aged. in a good way. It's aged like in a bagel. Wink. <laughs> we'll be right back to talk about what makes you feel aged. <laughs> Hey everyone, Danny here with Plugs. You can check out Rachel's new podcast on YouTube. It's called Weird Dating. She does it with Alejandro. And I've been on record a few times saying if anybody should be hosting a talk show, it's Rachel Peters. And now she's hosting a talk show and it couldn't be more excited. You can also check out her new show, More Please Comedy, at Browhaus Schmidt every second Thursday of the month. The lineup so far on those shows have been really, really good. Definitely worth getting over and checking out. Browhaus is a really fun place to see a show, too. 
George and I are at Feel Feelings Pod. You can check us out on all the different platforms and places. Like, share, rate, review, do all things. Let us know you're listening. We always appreciate that. And that is it for the week. Back to the show. Oh, I hate them so much. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, we're back. Uh, Rachel, what makes you feel aged? Uh, So I work at a restaurant and um, half of my coworkers are Gen Z. (laughs) I've only had to work with a handful of of people of that generation. And it is a night and day contrast of like, one, more power to you. I'm so happy with what you're not willing to put up with. Uh, Good. But yeah. The the shit that I've just been like trained to put up with, and I'm like, just do the job, like just just do it. Yeah. The amount of times that, I this is like this is me. We were talking about like shit talking, fakeness, all that. This is my fakeness out loud. I'll be like, honey, do you take care of yourself? Absolutely. But inside, I'm just like, you're weak. Yeah. You know, you know what I had to do. I had to go to school whether I liked it or not. I had to yeah. show up every day. I couldn't zoom in to my yeah. classes. And like and you like, and your snow days. Yeah, and like, ugh, they're just, they are so young, and like they'll like come up to you and they'll be like, "Slay queen," mm. and I'm just, and that makes me feel very good. I'm like, I am a queen, and I will slay. <laughs> I kind of hate all that it's stuff. Just, it's just it's... you on a sled going yeah. down a hill <laughs> with a crowd. Like, I'm doing it, right? I'm slaying as a queen. <laughs> Why are you running away from me and taking videos? <laughs> like, I, I kind of like... hate all that stuff. They're like, it feels like the people who are the most outspoken against appropriation are the ones who are doing it the most. And it's their it's their culture. And I'm like, this yeah. isn't. How do how do you just sit back and go, no, this is mine now, and also go, we shouldn't take from other people. Yeah. And I feel like also and I might I don't know how this is gonna play, but how easy it is to just call yourself queer now. Like I fought for years. Like, <laughs> oh Rachel, what's your deal? Uh and I've been like, Well, I dated a girl, but I only did it once, so I don't know where that goes. And then like you don't fulfill enough of one box or another, so you're just like, I don't know. And now you're like, I identify like this. It's like, oh, have uh, I clicked maybe- a link once, so I fit. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I clicked a link once. I was so- talking to a friend um, recently because uh, I have those. No big deal. Um, and right. uh, and they are um, uh, married to a woman, and they are a woman. Um, brag, brag, right? <laughs> it's cool. Just keep uh, hammering it on. Yep, uh, but they were talking about how like it's a gay trait to have multiple drinks at one time, and, and so oh. I just wrote back and wrote like, I took a quiz on BuzzFeed once and it said I was mostly straight. How many drinks does that involve? <laughs> and they're like, I don't know. All I know is that in queer uh, life, you need multiple drinks. So I was like, so like, if I have like a small water and a large coffee, does that make me mostly straight? Like, wh- I just need you to hammer yeah, this what's, down, please. What's the the drink number spectrum for yeah. for whatever mostly your straight. preferences like, are? Do I feel things when Henry Cavill reloads his arms in that Mission Impossible movie? Okay, how many drinks is that? <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> I've got like, I've gotten um, 
in comedy it's a little like it's a little less so because like all the gen z people in comedy are still comedians so they're just like oh i hate myself don't worry and i'm like oh thank god at least there's some of you guys that are raised properly uh and like so i would like wear ponytails and stuff like i wear my hair up a lot and this one comedian came up to me and she was like what's your deal and i was like i what do you mean she was like you just you always wear your hair up and that's pretty gay and i was like is everything what? gay? Wow. How is, I don't know. Why? Because I like what my TikTok hair out of said my that? face. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> There's and so much like, we don't. It's amazing that we are watching in real time. Like, by no means is it this extreme, but I remember older folks telling me, it was like, as you get older, you'll get more uh, conservative. Or like, as you get older, this will happen. Or like, you're just not going to understand kids at a certain point. And you're like, no, nah, man. Just like I watch the Daily Show every day. That is like I that's who I am. I'm with it. Yeah. And by no means have I done, but like as kids, there's like I have a 21-year-old uh brother-in-law. I don't know what he's saying half the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I or work... just like okay. oh, go ahead. Yeah, I work with a bunch of people who are like early 20s, and none of them give a shit about anything that I'm told that that generation cares about. And like, they're very much the same as I was when I was 21. And I'm like, none of, nothing's different. Like, oh, yeah. there, there's this push to be like, the new generation is doing things different. But like, they're not. It's no, really easy no. to understand kids if you just go, oh, kids do kid shit. And then they get yeah. older. Done. We won't get into <laughs> it because it's like... a personal life thing but like i guess him and his girlfriend had an argument and casey had to pull her aside at like while they were like in a in you know in their corners during this argument that they were having <laughs> the bell had and, rung and, and the bell rung and so she goes over and casey has to remind her like he's a 21 year old boy what do you <laughs> think is going to happen here <laughs> like yeah it's just understand where you're coming from here this is crazy that you think you're going to win this or like <laughs> that you're going to change him he's 21 years old try again at 24 <laughs> i mean that that is the best advice it is just they are trying their best <laughs> they are like, doing what that's, they can. I mean, honestly they got inherited this economic shit show yeah. after a worldwide pandemic so i am like pretty patient but i will when i hang out i'm like oof, i feel feel a little old when i see the baggy pants walking around and somebody going eh, i'm just like oh god <laughs> oh. I'm so think, happy that like uh, skinny low rise jeans did not catch on again because they, like, they, tried. they, tried, they tried for a moment. second and I was like, don't do this. I just got stretchy pants and they're only straight <laughs> fit. They're not slim. They're straight, straight, mostly straight. Uh, just, <laughs> just fucking miss on the spectrum of the pants. back of the room. <laughs> I just need to know what to do. <laughs> I just want to know what to wear. Yeah, I'm like, okay, do my pants. How or how baggy should they be? I Am have, I supposed I do... to look like Reggie Rocket? Just tell me. <laughs> I was just talking Jake to a friend about how much? like I want like an objective like fit check friend that like I just yeah. want to be able to send a picture of me and not like oh you're so hot you look gross. I just want like is this good? Yeah. <laughs> like I, I want a mid level like yes. That Out. outfit is an outfit that you can go outside in. Like However, that's, that's it. I feel good about myself generally. So like, I just need that little bit. That little I'm a, boost. I'm, I'm just going to rebuttal here for a second. Dan, mm. do me a favor. Stand no. up. Stand up. Just do it. Okay. Okay, we got that. What pants are we wearing? Show me your butt. They're lined. 
Okay. Are they they're live? Are they tracky? Are they tracks? Are they track pants? They are like joggers. Do they pinch at the ankle? No, no, no. They're just okay. straight leg. There's nothing to them. They are. I had to walk my dog and then did not feel like showering immediately after. So I'm still wearing the go out in the cold morning clothes. Okay. So as yep. a 37 year old Philadelphian, this is the best you're going to come up with. Oh, I'm crushing you have, it. You have an Eagles you hat. You are crushing it. On, on that hoodie front, if that's and the a metric fleece-lined sweatpants, essentially. What did you? What footwear did you wear to walk the dog? Just just black sneakers. That's... Black sneakers? Okay, because yeah. I have Crocs that are fuzzy-lined, and that's, that's it's really, once you hit that I... level, you're just like, it's no coming back. I will never Honestly, be again. a go outside in Crocs person. Sorry, man. I'm, I'm barely a go wife. outside in shorts person. <laughs> the other day at the gym, I saw a man working out in Crocs. Mm -mm. Well, if you're going to wear That's them all sweaty. the time, you got to have your body ready for it. <laughs> That's true. That's sexy valid. Uh, no, like I it wore astounding. We got our photos back from the wedding, and there's a great shot of me holding there up my Crocs. There are great pictures in there. Yeah. Um, holding up my singular Croc during like the the before a drop of some dubstep song uh oh no <laughs> but, i remember seeing that happen live and being confused by it. <laughs> yeah that's such a millennial wedding thing thank you to have you. dubstep playing i don't know what yeah. it was we requested specific songs and they played like nearly zero of them during the thing like we were supposed to walk out to let's get married by bleachers all everyone that in the wedding party was supposed to walk out to little of your love by Haim. Like we had like a we soundtracked the intro and then they just played like crazy in love and they were like get the fuck out of here I'm not doing this. <laughs> oh, no. High awful. quality entertainment. Yeah. And then the last song that they played because it's a North Jersey wedding was the Sopranos theme song. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So as people were leaving, it was woke up this morning, got myself a good. <laughs> and everyone was like, oh same. And then they walked out, they ate their cold McDonald's before they got on a bus, and then they went home. And I was like, pretty good wedding. Yeah. Oh, did you guys hear, speaking of Gen, Gen Z, this is something they're doing that I'm fully endorsing. Mob Wives Aesthetic is back. Okay. You should Mob meet Wives my wife. <laughs> All black. Wait, hold on. Uh, continue speaking. I'll, I'm going to be right back and really engage in this aesthetic. Give me one. Okay. Oh, wonderful. Fantastic. Uh, no, this is all Casey does anymore. <laughs> is it like big hoops? Is that, is that what I'm She's always thinking? had, she's always had small hoops because her nanny gave them to her before she passed away. So uh, she always wears the same. Oh my God. Oh boy. <laughs> I'm engaging in the aesthetic. I am current. Oh, were okay. you guys around for when that I would a wear a, jacket. a fur coat to <laughs> open my. I'm uh, aware no. of the fur coat. I don't yeah. know if I've seen it out. Uh, I, I, missed, I missed your era. I like I saw I knew you and I knew of you, but I wasn't at Mike's consistently. Yeah. So I would do a thing because my mom through the divorce wound up getting an old fur coat from like my dad's mom when they got married or before they got married. So that guy had to go one to way. Her. Yeah, it had to go <laughs> one way. And then she was like, as I had started, like, you know, we knew that eventually my dad and his family would be circling back into the fold a bit more because of me having a relationship with him. Um, my mom was like, okay, let me, what can I do? I'll give back this fur coat. I don't wear it. No one wears fur anywhere. Maybe like my aunt, like my dad's sister would want something of her mother's or something. So I put it in a suitcase and then it sat in my car for weeks. And then one day I was just like, I'm going to put this on. 
it was like outside a cave or something. I was like, I'm gonna put this on. Uh, and That's I exactly just... where you want to wear something nice. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> so a college party turned mic. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I would just show up to the mic. I had like women's sunglasses and this giant fur coat, and I would just tell my jokes slower in like a one-liner fashion, and then ask everyone if they would give me five dollars to touch the jacket. And I made a good amount of money. And it became a bit for about a week and a half where I would wander around in this floor length fur coat. Wow. I was going to ask what was the length on this bed. Oh, no, it was it was nearly dragging. Luckily, I'm six foot. But like, I don't know how Grandma Carol ever got into this jacket. and It didn't sweep across the floor as she walked. It It did. And that was the effect. That was (laughs) Grandma Carol was royalty yeah, and she royalty left, always she left has nothing a in her wake she picked Dix. it all up and took it with her <laughs> Dix hills long island royalty all right mm. her her husband my grandfather ran a very legitimate plumbing surplus company <laughs> <laughs> are you Exclusively mom money is this what i'm board. finding out <laughs> no so they were all legit but funny okay. story uh uh my <laughs> funny aunt, story they weren't <laughs> they were no no funny story my aunt uh, we won't we won't name names until the very end. Uh, uh, welcome to name names. Um, yeah, was was engaged to a guy named Angelo, whose family ran a very legitimate trucking company out on Long Island. Um, and then one day, Angelo came over and said, "Wedding's off. I want my ring back." And then he left, and they were gone from her life forever. Then she married my uncle, and it was great. Cut to the 2021 or whatever the election year was 2020 2021 election 2020. year. And uh, and she's watching TV, and uh, I just want to make sure that I get the name right here. Uh, up on the TV comes the new uh, Postmaster General, uh, who is named Louis DeJoy, who's Angelo's brother. <laughs> All right. So the DeJoy's oh, wow. now run the U.S. Postal Service, conveniently put into office by Donald J. Trump, who has... Connections, nefarious the, connections. Yeah, to the trucking companies of Long Island and New Jersey. Uh, I don't, I don't see any issue with any of this. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, honestly, Lewis if you told me that he was just a postal worker who worked his way up, I'd be like, that, that's not what I want my government to be. <laughs> no, this was the same man that it was like. So where's all our mail-in ballots? And he was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Fucking that guy. My life could have been. About. Yeah, my life could have been very different. I could have been the Nicholas Montesanti of this family. <laughs> I mean, speaking of political connections, I got, I have two semi big ones, but they, as far as I know, are legitimate. The Secretary of Defense in the Obama administration, Eric Holder, his daughter was on my soccer team. Oh. That's kind of nice. She was great. She was a really good player. Cool. cool. Not gonna so lie. It wasn't nepotism. It was like, no, she got by by talent, not. Oh, no, it was a rec team. It was it couldn't be nepotism. Anybody could play. <laughs> so uh, when you say she was good, was she good for a rec team or was she genuinely good? She was genuinely good. I think she okay. she was like, yeah, I mean, I can't comment on her travel team experience, but like for us, she was. <laughs> we like, needed her. <laughs> we needed her. Uh and then the other one is I once dated the U.S. ambassador to Croatia's son. 
And okay. that was the closest I ever got to political royalty because, like, I went over to their house Did you and steal they would have a jacket like... from their mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No. She gifted it to me on Christmas. She just didn't know she did. No, this, this it was, was my actually, Christmas in April. It was my Christmas. This actually, my ex got me. It was a very nice thing. He saw it. He thought of me. It was 20 bucks. I don't know why he told me how much it cost. But he was I like, do that all the time, too. I don't know why, but something in my brain, like my dumb male lizard brain goes like, tell her how much money you saved. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny because I love telling people that like, oh, that's a great shirt. And when I tell women like, oh, that sweater. Awesome. I love that sweater. I'd wear that sweater. And then they're like nine dollars. I'm like, I'm not actually going to buy this sweater. Like, yeah. it's, Are you saying off it's of you? It's just a $9? compliment. Nine dollars. <laughs> Take it or leave it. <laughs> Oh, man. Well, yeah. No, I feel aged. I feel aged after this conversation. Um, Should we see what people said online? Yeah, let's do that. (coughs) Oh, my God. Can I take that line again? Nope. (laughs) It's not not fair, Dan. I have that fucking baby disease that's going on. It is hot. RSV. There's a baby yeah. disease. It's a it's a it's a lung thing that babies get, but also all of mankind has it, and it's filling up hospitals because they're like, I think I have COVID. And they're like, No, it's a disease for infants. Your lungs. I've never are... heard of is it, it before. But what it's is it? Like, it's called RSV. It's like respiratory suction vicoloma yeah. or something. I'd, I I'd never oh. heard of it before last year, and now it's I hear about it a lot. Working yeah. in schools, oh everyone's God. like, Well, that's just what we're dealing with right now. I'm like, Okay, great. Yeah. Just I've been chugging mucinex for three weeks now it's good for you oh it's good yeah and you know what it does makes you go to sleep real quick yeah (laughs) love it let's see glug glug so first one witnessing someone do that emotional growth required in your 20s now that i'm in my 30s oh but that's a good age that's like a that's like a satisfying like when i see people going through it i'm like good for you do this now Cause there was a couple, there was some growth that I didn't do until I was like 27 and I was like getting in under the wire for that twenties growth. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's a lot of stuff that I turned 30 and was like, oh, why, why did I wait? <laughs> like, <laughs> it, it was like front of mind the whole time, but I was like, oh, got to do yeah. it now. Like, let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah. Like I waited to go to therapy until I was like 27. And even then I went for like two years and I was like, done. And then now I'm like, <laughs> I win. Bye. My, yeah. My wife was trying to do a little therapy, like, or like, you know, getting the therapy in and 30. Uh, and the therapist said, like, we're good here. You don't have enough problems for me. <laughs> They're you... just like, you seem like you're well adjusted enough and uh, go for it. You're going to do fine, kid. <laughs> have a great life. <laughs> Proud of you. <laughs> <laughs> she beat it. She beat therapy. Dream. That's a dream scenario with therapy. I go to a therapist and they're just like, oh, God, I can't. This is a little too much for me. Can we cancel I, next week? I need a yeah, minute. I need, I need to go see a therapist. And the only time they can see me is your time. So, <laughs> Yeah, the, the one time I tried to uh, start going to therapy, I, I called around to three different places. And the first two were like, we're not seeing new people. I'm like, great, whatever. Third one went, why do you think you need therapy? And that was the introduction question. It wasn't even like, what's your name? It was, why do you think you need therapy? Like with that intonation, it was like, (laughs) I don't know. Internet told me it'd be good. Yeah, I can't 
can't face up to the challenge of this question. So I guess I don't. I don't know. <laughs> I, I went to therapy when I was like a real low spot and I was living in North Carolina and it was just like terrible. Like I was living in a town where it was like mostly retirees. There were no young people. There was nothing to do. It was a place that like was destined for every young person to just pick up drugs. Uh, it was just like, that's yeah. what we have to do around here. It's drugs in the woods. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm out of college. I should probably talk to someone. I'm feeling really low. And the therapist was like, what should you do? Like, what, what, what would make you happy in your life? And I was like, well, I've always thought like people have always said I should try comedy. And they were like, great. You should do that. You, you're not allowed to come back here until you try comedy. And so I never went back. <laughs> <laughs> and then I, like, and then I, it. Yeah, no, wow. cool. And then I went did comedy. And I liked it, and I was like, "Yeah, we're done here. Like, I'm, I'm good now, uh, cured, I guess." Um, yeah, but- I went to therapy for one thing. My therapist helped me out real, real well with that one thing. And then I was like, "All right, now we got to go over here." And she was like, "Oh, I can't do that one." <laughs> no, 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 you're done. We're pivoting. Like- we're pivoting. This is like chapter one, chapter two. We read the book. Yeah. I'm the book. Read the book. No, we don't read that book. <laughs> no, I'm good with that chapter. Yeah. I feel like we're, yeah, like, oh, I thought this was a book of essays and you're a novel. It's a little too much for me. Yeah. Oh, God, <laughs> there's, there's like growth and like the hero's journey. I don't need that. Let's, no, 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 uh, no. we're skipping. Right. What else do people say? We have, uh, oh, kitty. We have being called Coach Dan. It's from okay. a guy, from a guy my age. He coaches also a little Jam. league baseball. Yeah, <laughs> coaches little league baseball. See you. Just say it's you. <laughs> See, I I read that and I was like, I had the opposite feeling. But I was like, I was coaching when I was like 21, 22. and like mm, you weren't ready I, to hear that. I had junior coaches who were like four years younger than me, and I was like, none of us should be here. Like this is oh, this is God. not what our lives should be right now. Yeah. So it feels weird to be put in a position of authority when uh, you don't yeah. want to be an authority figure. Blind leading the blind. In in the vein of being called coach, I'm never called coach, but I am called by younger comedians an inspiration. <laughs> oh, wow. You should be so proud of yourself. Wow. You're, you're fighting the good fight. You're getting through. Wow. It's so rough because there's this one comic who like, uh, I did spin the freaking wheel and then like two nights later she had another show where she like had to just go off the cuff and she like messaged me and she was like I just want you to know I just did this show at where I wasn't allowed to prepare anything and then I thought of you when you did spin the freaking wheel and you didn't prepare anything and it was just an inspiration because like you just went with it and I just <laughs> was like I'm just gonna go with it and I was like it was a nice thing. Like she was genuinely, it was like a, you're an inspiration that I am uh, comfortable with. Cause sometimes you're an inspiration can be a total insult. I yeah. only hear it as an insult. Is that yeah. like, <laughs> I still, you're, yeah, you're I persevering still despite your shortcomings. <laughs> it's really inspiring. <laughs> oh yeah. Or like people when you're just like, Oh my God, you're still doing comedy. Good for you. Yeah. <laughs> like, I never hear that one. <laughs> oh, I get that sometimes. Oh, I'm kidding. I, I hear it a lot. <laughs> okay, good. I was just like, listen, I make enough doing comedy to get my hair cut and to like, you know, get a bikini wax. That's success to me. That's like, <laughs> that's over $120 from comedy every couple yeah. months. Every, so now, I'm happy every now and then. <laughs> Being the spin yeah. the freaking wheel guy when we get paid out and I get to like, oh, I get dinner on my drive home back to Jersey. Oh, yeah. Comedy yeah. is a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I did my first, I, uh, 
organize my first show and I'm going to make like over $20 from it. And I was like, baby. <laughs> I think uh, the first time I got paid for comedies, I posted a joke on Twitter about how Uber wouldn't pick me up. And then Uber sent me $10 for as like a fuck up. And I was like, this counts. <laughs> that does count. That's, That's, awesome. chill. That's called a corporate gig. Cause you got paid by a corporation. I'm going to count Uber. my fight with United. Now that was all comedy. <laughs> Yep, that's comedy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> corporate gigs. Corporate gigs is complaining on the internet to corporations that are giving you free shit. Yep. <laughs> I, we can count the Wawa gig for the tattoo. I, I got a, a gift card. <laughs> I got a, a heavy quotes year supply of Perrier by saying, I love Perrier. This is going to be my year of Perrier. And they were like, fine, here's your, <laughs> here's here's your year. year of Perrier. How, how quick you get through that year of Perrier. It was uh, coupons for two boxes of the small like refrigerator rolling cans. Nice. It's right. not nothing. How's your teeth enamel holding nothing. up? It was, it was fine at the time. Right on. Right on. <sighs> I saw some comic. I, I mean, I don't know if they're comic. They're internet comic with TikTok video uh, where he's like, I used to do powders out of the garbage. And now my wife yells at me because if I have more than two sparkling drinks, it'll ruin the enamel on my teeth. <laughs> oh, like, no. Is that bad for the enamel on your teeth? I mean, it's bubbles. Oh, shit. I got to stop. Well, I I like mainline you, spin drift, dude. <laughs> you said that so matter of fact. Are bubbles bad for you? They're bubbles. <laughs> I don't know. It's abrasive. That makes sense. Yeah. All right. More so well, than right, Jerry not Seinfeld. having them, I guess. It's the uh, it bubbles. It's abrasive. It's abrasive. Oh, some comics. There was some interview of like Brian Cranston doing Walter White and then Jason Alexander doing George, and they were having a conversation with each other, and it was just like Jason Alexander as George Costanza going like. Heisenberg, where did that even come from? You don't even look Jewish. Like, he just keeps on going and going and going. And it's like Brian Cranston just sitting back going, you talk too much. <laughs> like, just trying to be fucking cool Heisenberg. He's like, what's with the hat? Why are you wearing a hat all the time? It must be cold. No hair? Hat. Put a hat on. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, when I see younger doing comics show. give the Sorry. same advice that I once gave them. Mm. I think oh. that ties in nicely from up top. Yeah. Unsolicited advice. It's, it's not, it's sometimes I give like a pseudo acting school advice to people, just like not about jokes, but it's definitely more about being on stage. Like I'll be like, whatever is happening up there, it's happening. So instead of trying to take control of it and change it, just allow it to happen. Mm -hmm. And I've heard that repeated to people. And I'm just mm -hmm. like, yes. <laughs> it's good advice. Great advice. Every yeah. once in a while, a gem shows up, and it's not. I think your joke should have ends. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's not some weird bullshit passive aggressive thing. <laughs> yeah, I like well because especially since like I think with comics too, like the thing that nobody really needs that. I don't like helping people with their joke writing because I don't think that's my strength anyway. So I'm not going to put my weakness onto your already still developing traits mm -hmm. but i'm good at being on stage i've been on stage for a real long time and so that i will give out and if you don't like it then tell me to shut up but at least i know <laughs> that i have the uh the like experience that it's like good yeah. or decent yeah. at least 
coming from the musician world i feel like it's very similar it's like i'm comfortable on stage like i and that's an important thing to do so when i see someone get up and are is super nervous and if they ask hey why do you feel so comfortable on stage it's like because i've been on stage since i was 13 years old i just like had a guitar on me (laughs) instead of a microphone but it's the same thing you have to make it entertaining people want you to succeed up there don't do anything that would make you not succeed (laughs) yeah Yeah, i just tell people that uh I find control relaxing. So I'm very stressed anywhere Mm. else, but there I'm in control. And if you remember that you're in control, uh, you can do whatever you want. Yeah. It's your space now. Oh, what was his name? There was a comedian, done it for years, looked like he was a veteran, um, but he would get up on stage and I watch his handshake all the time because he was never, never confident on stage. Like he never tricked his brain into being confident. Um, so like really funny joke. the only part I can't trick my brain into thinking I'm funny but I can't trick my brain into (laughs) doing it (laughs) you'd watch like the mic you'd watch the mic wire just like just wave as his hand was moving alright let's do uh, two more okay Uh, told a girl she looked like Carmen Sandiego and she came back mad because she googled it and thought I was calling her a thief (laughs) (laughs) I don't really have much to add to that one. I just thought it was hilarious. That's, <laughs> that's so great. funny. Especially yep. since she's such a babe. And that's, I love, honestly. Yeah. She's not a thief. She's a hot world traveler. Yeah. She's a she hot She does lady steal traveler. things, but you yeah. know what? That's hot. Honestly, it speaks to the moral compass of this girl. Because she's <laughs> yeah. just like, how dare you call me a thief? I don't care how hot I am. Yeah. <laughs> and then she walks away in her fur coat. <laughs> <laughs> the, the big brim. um all right i think i know which one is coming now yeah Uh, we got one from the enemy the enemy's uh, back you know he has an enemy yes he has his own enemy and the enemy of my enemy is my friend i I also i want to i want to he's also my enemy i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) gonna say that you know what enemy of my enemy because they're doing a playful fun bit no, 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 no. Also, my enemy. <laughs> I can't wait. I can't wait until this is over so you can name those names. Oh, no, I'm it's Glenn Tickle. Oh, it's Glenn we Tickle. know Glenn Tickle. We hate Glenn Tickle. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> friend, of, friend of the show, great guy, enemy of the show. Show, Glenn Tickle. <laughs> okay. Um, he, he, he writes in things like this for, for all of these uh, asking what the internet thinks. All right, if you didn't graduate, you could just take a test and then you'd have a GED. I hate him. I Which, hate him so much. It, it it's the uh, aged A G E D aged. It's always pun based. That's it. He's in like case, the Riddler, but worse. In, in case people weren't picking up on what he meant by this one, they are getting. It's one of those jokes that's better references. written out. <laughs> but uh, whatever. Keep it coming, Glenn. Thanks. Honestly, Thanks, Glenn. I went through the full bit of emotion just hearing that answer and that's right? why we save them to the end yeah because <laughs> i literally was livid and then i like accepted accepted it and then i started laughing uh, <laughs> all right one for you glenn dickle glenn dickle glenn tickle tickle, tickle. great name glenn right tickle yeah yep. born to be a comedian yep mr tickle a, cl- a clean, dry bar comedian. <laughs> yep. Clean, dry comedian. Uh, oh, I'm doing fantastic. dry January. Are you guys dry Januarying? I wouldn't um, be able to do it. I just couldn't stop the shakes. No. Uh, honestly. <laughs> <laughs> I thought about it. And I was like, I, have I drank? Because Not on purpose, but I was like, I literally drank for the last two nights. So <laughs> I don't know why it didn't come to me immediately. 
it's stressful, but it's not crazy stressful. I still needed a Mai Tai halfway through. <laughs> like I can't do dry January. I have, I'm doing it. This is the dog. Look at the dog. Look at the dog. So All right, old. we need to get out of here. We're going to say okay. bye, but I'm going to keep staring at that dog. Oh my God, that dog. Look at that dog. good dog. Okay, bye. Feel Feelings is a Wasted Robot production. Editing done by Dan Getz. Music by George Bruderman. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Feel Feelings Pod and even leave us a voice message at anchor.fm backslash feel feelings. If you're ever feeling any heavy emotions and feel like there's nowhere to turn to, please don't hesitate to reach out to us or to any of the resources in the show notes. Thanks for listening. This has been a presentation from the Wasted Robot Network. For more information, and links to other shows please visit www.wastedrobotrecords.com slash podcasts. We're such a professional show!